Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Howdy, buckaroos, and welcome back to another exciting, incredible episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. For today's episode 174, we finish out our summer retrospective on Back to the Future with Back to the Future Part 3. I thought it was going to be Part Trace. Oh, Part Trace. Damn it. I screwed it up. That's right. Part Trace. And as you all know, my name is Matt. I am not mysterious, nor am I awesome. But there, chiming in, is Mysterious Mike Talent, who's also awesome and mysterious and talented. All in one. Yeah, howdy, y'all. <laughs> All right, Mike, let's just dive right in to 19... What year is this? 90, 1990. 1990s Back to the Future Part 3. Go ahead. Go ahead, dude. Mr. Clint Eastwood Talent, give us the rundown. <laughs> Clint, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, man. Um, so this is directed by uh, Robert Zemeckis again, uh, written by Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, starring uh, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Mary Steenburgen, Bergen, uh, Thomas F. Wilson, uh, Leah Thompson, Elizabeth Shue, um, and this one, uh, Stranded 1955, Marty McFly learns about the death of Doc Brown in 1885 and must travel back in time to save him. With no fuel ready, readily available for the DeLorean, the two must figure out how to escape the Old West before Emmett is murdered. How do you like Back to the Future 3 part? Back to the P- Future part 3. Like, part 3 is the title, not just 3, part 3. Whew. All right. Um... You know, uh, this one's a lot of fun because it's kind of a lot different than the other two. Um, it's still going back in time, but it's going back in time to like a Western. And it's it's fun to see that kind of uh, genre in the Back to the Future kind of uh, feel. I don't know. It, it, was, it's, it was fun to see that the different take of the, I guess, the juxtaposition between like uh, the first one's like 1950s, the second one's like 2015, and then now 1885. Wow, that was a big word, Mike. Juxtaposition. Wow. Yeah. Uh, everyone's well, man. That's it. That's the last big word for the whole pod. For the whole pod or the rest of the year? Uh, yeah, maybe the rest of the year. <laughs> We're like halfway through the year, right? Yeah. yeah. It's taking forever, but yeah. Well, I mean, the world is kind of burning. Yeah. Well, and what's the latest? We're getting some asteroids coming at us. So maybe it truly is the uh, end of everything. And I've wasted my life. And I should be out flying an airplane, enjoying, having fun. Maybe. Maybe. Are you going to call in tomorrow and be like, uh, yeah. I've got some anal glaucoma going on. Uh, I can't see my ass coming in to work today. <laughs> what? <laughs> anal glaucoma? Wow. 
No, I can't. I actually have. <laughs> I have. I have some houses to shoot tomorrow, and the clients are expecting me to be there. So I, I better damn well will better be there, or else I'm going to be in trouble. So, nope. I'm going to have to. I'm sorry, Mike. I had no glaucoma for my ass tomorrow. <laughs> Do you like that though? Like, like that was good. I, I can't. I can't see my ass going in anal glaucoma. <laughs> yes, yeah, come good. on, man. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I'm going to use that in the future. I'm going to use that definitely. So, thank God none of my friends or family listen to this podcast, so they'll they won't know when I use it. They'll believe it's like a real thing. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, Matt. Maybe these days you could call in for a mental health day. Well, dude, then I would have had a mental health life. I wouldn't <laughs> have had to do anything since I was born. I mean, because I, you know, you know how my family is. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that, Matt, but just saying. Okay, so back to the future part three. Yes, Matt, what, tell, what's us, tell us about it. What, there's, what's, what is there not to love? I am really having a hard time talking today. This is terrible. <laughs> what is there not to love? It's, it's cowboys and Indians and horses and DeLoreans. And trains. Yes. Yep. And hoverboards. Yep. And, tra- and trains, man. Yeah. And Jules Verne. And uh, uh, gunfights and uh, hangings. Oh, that's a, that's a, never mind. That's, that's a touchy subject. Yeah, Mike. What's wrong with you? You're going to get us in trouble. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Better I'm apologize. Gonna say, I'm not going to say nothing else. So, um, out of the three, this is my second favorite. I like this one a lot because it's original, because the story's better, because the story's unique, and it takes place in the Old West. I mean, how is that not fun? And the train, the train is freaking awesome. You know, not to jump straight to the end, but the when Doc Brown shows up with the tricked out train that looks like the DeLorean, and it, you know, I'll get into that later on, wh- what I think he or where he was going. But I always thought that was just so cool. And then flee again. I mean, come on. Needles. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Of course. Uh no, I, I, I enjoyed the um kind of uh tie in with uh Clint Eastwood. Uh I thought that was a lot of fun. Um Well, and that it, goes back to uh Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The um, scene where Biff is in the bathtub with the honeys and he's watching the Western. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I said on last week's pod, uh, both part two and part three were filmed at the same time. They had 11 months of filming. And it took two years to set up all the stages and, and, and sets. Where did they film part three? Because it's, it's gorgeous. It's very pretty. Um, I'm not sure, actually. I didn't look at that. Um, I know some of it was Monument Valley, like you know the well, yeah, um, of course. the drive-in. Yeah, the they apparently just built that only for the movie. It's completely fake. Never played a movie on it, and then destroyed it as soon as it was done filming. Oh yeah, dude, that was Reservation Land, man. They had to. I'm surprised they let them build it in the first place, but. No, because uh, the the scene, the downtown Hill Valley scenes where the courthouse is and the bars and all that stuff, does not look anything like Hill Valley because there's actual like hills and mountains and stuff in the background. Yeah, um, as far as filming locations, according to the unofficial uh, 
Real Film Nerds sponsor, uh, IMDb, is uh, Monument Valley, Utah, Monument Valley, Arizona, and uh, Sierra Railroad, Jamestown, California. Hmm. Okay, well, there you go. So, Jamestown, California. Yeah. Never been there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Been to Monument Valley, though. Yeah, yeah, it's very pretty. All right, Mike, so what, what are your thoughts? Uh. It it was fun. I I liked seeing, uh, you know, a lot of the movies have focused on Marty's uh, relationships and stuff, and it was good to see like uh, Doc kind of having uh, a relationship and uh, how it kind of came about. And it was just goofy and fun, and uh, I don't know, like the two two nerds kind of <laughs> fall in love. Really, <laughs> I, I liked I like watching it. It was fun. Well, but. One question I have is, so they save Claire Clayton from falling into Clayton Ravine, and so he drastically changed history. He did. So where's the repercussions from that? Because when Marty McFly went back, it was fine. Society was back to normal. Or was As far it? as we know. Yeah, as far as we know. Yeah. Uh, You know, you're, you're right, man. I don't know. It's like the whole... um uh what is it what do they call that like the butterfly effect or whatever what is, yeah. what is it called when when like you know one little thing changes and the ripple and yeah it's, time. The butter, it's the butterfly effect like the movie with yeah um, ashton okay. kutcher yeah oh man i haven't heard that name in a while but um see i kind of think that what doc did was he stayed in there built the time machine train and then, like, got out of there. Maybe went back in time to the day, like he came there. And I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. But oh, dude, something. no, easy, man, easy. I bet what they did is so instead of her, her it being named uh, uh, after her from her dying, they went back in time or forward in time to whenever the moment is that they decided to name that particular area. And made sure that she gave a large cash donation to whoever was in charge of naming it. And then all of a sudden it's hers. Well, but if you look, you know, they named the ravine after uh, Clint Eastwood. Because Marty McFly fell in there. I don't know if you caught that or not. When he's oh, I don't back know in I the future that. and he comes across the yeah. tracks, it says uh, Clint Eastwood Wood Ravine. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. So it was named after Marty McFly, you know, falling in there supposedly and dying. <sighs> yeah, but all right. So one of my theories is how the train turns around, takes off, and like rockets out of there. I think instead of going back to the future, because you know Doc drops some hints at the end where he's like, "Are you going to go to the future? You're going to go to the past?" He's like, "No, I've been there. I've done that." And he doesn't say where he's going, but I think did he's he going say to the space. Rome? Oh, I thought he said he was going to go check the Coliseum out or something. Was that? No. No. He no. didn't say that. No. No. no, no. I okay. think I think he was going to space. I think he was going to check out the moon or something cuz that was, you know, that was one thing they talked about a lot in this um uh Doc Brown and uh Miss Clara Clayton was they Orson did. Welles in space and traveling to the moon and you know, not Orson yeah. Welles, Jules Verne, sorry. Oh man okay 
Uh, yeah, no, and they were they were looking uh, stargazing and stuff, and she had the telescope and all that stuff. So yeah, right. So that's what my theory is. I think they went to space. Now, does Doc Brown come back from space and just live out his days back in good old nineteen eighty five? That's to be determined in part four after Robert Zemeckis dies. <laughs> 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 gotcha. <laughs> but, no, I I really like this one. It's not my favorite of the three, but it's it's a good one. It's a lot of fun just because it's so much different than the other two. Yeah, I like seeing um uh Thomas F. Wilson uh as um as not Biff, but as, you know, like Mad Dog. Mad Dog uh, Cannon. W- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was a cool different character, but I know still kind of the same you know, bad guy, but I like seeing him in kind of a different way because it's like you can only get so much of Biff. Like he's just kind of very one dimensional. I thought Mad Dog Tannen was actually a better character. Like just had a little bit more to him, a little bit more depth. He's a much better villain, that's for sure. Definitely. But no Billy Zane. <laughs> no Billy Zane. Damn it. I needed my Billy Zane fix. Oh, I was very upset at that. He still has his minions, but they're not the minions from the first two. Yeah, I wonder why. I, don't uh, know. I wonder if everybody wanted more money and they're like, yeah, yeah that's not going to happen. Yeah, Later. maybe. Maybe um, they're becoming famous. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's see. Um, Matt... Uh, what is your favorite part in this movie? Oh, dude, favorite that's a, scene. That's a hard. That's a hard one. But because I really like the end scene with the train and trying to get up to eighty-eight miles an hour, and even though it's goofy and as cheesy it is as it is, and the train like yeah. car popping a wheelie in front of the train and all that stuff. That's a lot of fun. But um, I'd have to say. Probably when Doc Brown is sitting there talking all night and holding a drink, and then he finally takes the drink when right before Marty walks in there and then sl- passes out. And he's like, How many did he have? He's like, That's the first one. I thought that was just that whole thing is just hilarious. You know, the wake up juice, you know, and he <laughs> pours it down its gullet and he wakes up and he's screaming and he runs off and dunks his head in the in the trough and he's out again and that just whole like thing was just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that is a, a really great scene. I I think uh if I was going to say a favorite scene in this movie, um you know, those are great scenes. I really liked uh the uh the dancing scene, uh you know, where they they're at the dance or whatever. The um, uh the the big um like clock unveiling yeah, the, fire up thing yeah right yeah because right. mm-hmm. that was kind of fun and then I, I i love the standoff the where michael j fox is just not going to do anything and he's and then he gets shot because that just reminded me of you know like the classic pretty much every western so oh, yeah definitely the the high noon and uh, you know they even have a, a joke about that about being you know marty flies at noon and he's like no i do my killing before breakfast <laughs> <laughs> seven yeah. seven o'clock <laughs> it was pretty funny that was good yeah but it's it's unique because like 
he pops off Marty and he starts throwing his hands up like he's the victor. And like no one's applauding, no one's like saying anything. Everybody's kind of just in shock. And he thinks he did this wonderful, awesome, badass thing. Look how badass of a gunslinger I am. And then Marty gets up. <laughs> it was good. It was real good. Yeah, I liked seeing it in that different kind of that was a different way to go about it. Like they could have had uh, you know, Marty McFly slash Clint Eastwood, you know, pull his gun and, and beat him, but I, I liked that approach. I thought that was more back to the future like. It was also more kid friendly too, but Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, this is a fun movie though. I mean it's fun. It's ridiculous, but it's fun. Um, I don't know. I feel like they don't make I mean, I guess sound like an old man now, but it just doesn't seem like they make as many fun movies as they used to. It's because you are an old man, Mike. I'm trying to think of the last really fun movie that I watched. I'm just trying to think. Well, the problem is is like the fun ones today, they almost push the level of slapstick too far. It's either super slapsticky or it's not or it's too serious in some ways. It's not kind of a nice, even little divide like this or uh, uh European vacation or Christmas vacation or, you know, uh super bad. That's another really fun movie, you know? Yeah. Super bad was pretty fun. Super bad is pretty fun. I was just trying to think of a, a somewhat recent, like good, um, like, Actiony but comedy movie. Well, I really liked Ready or Not. I thought that was a lot of fun, but it it's not as <laughs> yes. it's not as funny as something like this, and it's definitely not age appropriate for the youngsters. That's for sure. But yeah, Ready Ready or Not was was uh, was uh, was great. Actually, it was really good. Uh, surprisingly good. Yeah, it was just fun. It really was. But it, again, it's. It's not like this. It's not, you know. It, yeah, uh, it was a, it was a, it was a horror comedy, much like Shaun of the Dead, but not even like it's still above Shaun of the Dead. I mean, it's it's pretty hardcore on the horror, you know. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, hardcore in the horror. Yeah, um, I was trying to think of a movie like Matt. What the? I mean, The Rock's been cranking out movies. I guess Jumanji. Yeah, Jumanji. Jumanji. Yeah. I'll go with Jumanji. The, fir- yeah. the first one. Yeah, the, the first. Se- well, second well, one. Okay. Ugh. The second The second one, but the, the recent rock one. Uh, or, man, I said that completely wrong. Yes, you did. So there's three Jumanji, Jumanjis. Yeah, but Jumanji, <laughs> Welcome to the Jungle. That's it. The first yes. one. Not the sequel or the upcoming trilogy we all know is coming. So... The first one was fantastic. It was really good. That second one was kind of a letdown. Yeah, and it was fun. I I don't know. It was just a lot of fun. The second one was kind of a letdown. Um, But the the characters, everything in the first one was really good. Um, Or Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other... If there's been any other like surprise movies that were just a lot of fun. I'll, I'll, I'll keep thinking, Matt, but... I can't think of anything real real quick off the top of my head. Don't hurt yourself, Mike. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, Mike, while you're thinking, isn't there a little something you need to ask me? Oh, yes, Matt. Uh, are you going to uh, grace us with what you are drinking this uh, fine uh, day? <sighs> well, that's an interesting way of putting it, Mike. But thanks for asking. In honor of Doc Brown, I am not drinking Miller High Life for a third week in a row. Mike, what what does this look like to you? Uh, bourbon? I don't know. It's a it's a nice glass of whiskey for oh, Doc okay. Brown. It is. Yeah. Um, I guess you would call it more of a wussy whiskey, but it's actually pretty good. Uh, it's just straight with ice. Uh, Jim Beam Vanilla. Oh, little vanilla beam. Yeah. Vanilla beam, huh? Okay. All right. Is it on sale again? No, but I got it a few weeks ago to mix with some Coke, and I drank the Coke before I drank the whiskey. So, it doesn't need it, but I was thinking, like, I'll get regular Coke and vanilla whiskey, and I'll put it together, and I'll have a vanilla Coke and whiskey. There you go, man. And now it's just vanilla whiskey. It's tasty, though. It's a pretty good good whiskey, because it's not... You know, Jim Beam technically makes bourbon, but bourbon is, uh, not to go off, but is very specific, and you can't call something like this, especially flavored, a bourbon, so it's just a whiskey. But it's a good whiskey. All right, Mike, so what uh, what beer are you drinking today, sir? So, uh, you know, at the local grocery store, they happen to have a sale going on, so uh, the wife got me some good stuff. She got me Sierra Nevada. Pale ale. Nice, dude. I don't think you've had a pale ale in a while. At least not yeah. on here. Yeah. So um, I remember, Matt, your your uh, roommate in college drank these like there was no tomorrow. And uh, I tried it and I was like, oh, I don't like it. Oh, I always thought it was pretty good. The one that I wasn't a super huge fan of that he would get when they were in season was uh, Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Bigfoot is... Uh, it's... It's like a very strong, and um, they're okay. It's like a um, oh, what do they call it? Barley wine. Yeah, I, I was never a super huge fan of the Bigfoot, but the pale ales, you know, I didn't mind those. I especially when I was out of beer in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 my other roommate that was in that room, his uh, friend from high school, uh, he drank uh, Keystone Light was his go to, and if that was in there, nope. I would go and get a glass of water. <laughs> oh man, come on, man! Keybone Light. Yeah, we, I, we used to we we used to get down on some Keystones. They're cheap, man. I know. I drank my fair share of Stones. Is they you know had that one marketing campaign, but uh, they're not. A, it's not a good beer. I'm sorry, it is not a good beer. No, uh-uh. no, it's not good. No, it's it's like uh, well, I mean, you know. College, why Why did we drink Steel Reserve? Ugh. Fair enough. Uh, it's cheap. Well, that's why. And that was when I found out, first found out about Samuel Adams' Oktoberfest. And that when end of the season comes on Oktoberfest, they throw it all on half price. And so we bought cases of that stuff and just stocked it up in the room. We drank it for the rest of the year. We drank so Holy much Oktoberfest. It was great. Man. You just went and got yeah. as much as you we, could. We yeah. had an entire shopping cart full of Oktoberfest. It was great. <laughs> like, uh, 
You guys got a party? Uh, no, this is just uh, for tomorrow. Well, you you remember you remember what we did. You you remember you came you came down a couple times and stepped into the living room. I remember you were working on some wallpaper. Oh, we completed the water, wallpaper pretty quickly. A lot of that wallpaper was Oktoberfest. But you know you remember what the rule was though, right? Mm, for it's been a long for time. For every box of beer we got or six pack or whatever, we could only cut out one side. So say oh. you had like four sides with logos and stuff, you couldn't do it. You only could do one side. Gotcha, gotcha. You gotta keep it fair. Right. And it still didn't take us long to fill up the entire thing. And then we got in so much freaking trouble on our last day in the dorms. <laughs> I told you about that, right? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I'm sure you did, Matt, but is, you know. We took down all the boxes and put it in our shopping cart that we had in our room, wheeled it down to the courtyard, and spelled out our room number in the courtyard in the middle of the night because our RA, who lived next door, was on shift. So she was at the front desk all night. We went down there, we drank, and we were doing all kinds of stuff all night. Just literally all night. And I don't know, I think it was probably 4 o'clock in the morning or something. It was like right before her shift ended. And we spelled out our room in the in the uh, courtyard, just huge, with all the boxes. And she gets off shift, and she comes straight to our room and pounds on the door. It was like the cops were there. <laughs> Get out here and clean this shit up. We didn't answer the door. We refused to answer the door. She had to go clean it up. It was hilarious. <laughs> God, we were troublemakers. <laughs> it was bad. All right, enough about oh, college. Man. All right. <laughs> it was like 20 years ago, Mike. Shit, we're old. Oh, man, it was. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll ask my question since it's about that time as well. Speaking of time travel, do you do time travel in that? Yeah, let's go with that. All right. Speaking of time travel, Mike... How does Back to the Future Part 3 relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, thanks for asking. Um, This uh, week's MCU tie-in is... um, Dennis S. Sanders, uh, he uh, did the re-recording on this one, and uh, he works on musical score mixing now for, or uh, did work uh, on uh, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, and Captain America First Avenger. He did all the musical score mixing for those movies. Well, I'm proud of you, Mike. Three different movies of the same trilogy same director same music and he found three different people to tie it to the marvel cinematic universe yes i mean it's a little bit more recent movie so i figured you know if you're starting your career doing something you probably just progressed in your career and you know closing to closer to aging out but you know if you really love it you know you just work in it forever and you know so, yeah, thanks. Anything else you want to add about Back to the Future Part Trace? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, oh, trivia. Did you look up trivia? 
I did uh, a little bit. Um, Nice. So, uh, Matt, did you know that uh, Michael J. Fox was really hung when they were uh, shooting this movie? No, that's pretty messed up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) Yeah. um, He was accidentally hung and, like... uh, like uh passed out or whatever and <laughs> anyway he was okay <laughs> um uh michael j fox actually um referred to these movies as going back to school because he had to he had to learn how to play a guitar he had to uh learn how to ride a horse he had to um just learn all this stuff because he didn't know how to do any of this stuff and to make it look more real he had to know how to do it so um there's that. Uh, there's, I mean, there's quite a few things um, that are really neat about all these movies. Uh, the two, like I was saying earlier, Matt, the uh, the uh, um, two years to build the sets, and then uh, eleven months of shooting. And what they did is they the first movie was shot, and then they started editing in that one, and then they started set, shooting the third movie. So it was like going on, like they had post-production going on of the second movie while they were shooting the third movie. Do you think Robert Zemeckis just didn't sleep? and like, Or do you think he just kind of was like, hey, uh, Steven, you want to you know, go do a little editing for me? Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, or do you think he just didn't sleep? Like, like they had the post-production like set up like near the set of Back to the Future Part 3 or something? or That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he... Like, they'd shoot um, all the stuff they were going to shoot that day, and then he'd go drive by and be like, hey, how's it going? You got, can you give me, like, the, the, the rundown of what happened today? Yeah, like, what'd you cobble <laughs> together today? Fired up, let me take a look kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, or or what are you working on? Like, oh, yeah, that's good, or that's crap. Um, uh, they were trying to get um, Ronald Reagan in this uh, to play the part of Mayor uh, Hubert. Uh, because of his fondness of the first film, uh, but he reluctantly turned it down. Oh, dude, that would have been great. If he did uh, show uh, show up in the movie, it would have been the first time he had been in a film in thirty years. Wow, because yeah, they had a um, Ronald Reagan uh, digital guy in uh, the Cafe Eighties. If you remember that, yeah, yeah, he loved the the um, the first movie. I don't blame him. I mean, there it was it was incredible. I love the whole trilogy. You know, you have to. It's cinema gold, man. Yeah, in this uh, movie, the catchphrases um, are uh, flip-flop. So, you know, Marty says, Great Scott, and Doc Brown says, Yeah, this is heavy. (laughs) I didn't catch that at all. (laughs) Nice, man. Nice. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, I think those are some of the highlights. Um, uh, you know, when they get their picture uh, taken at the clock, um, the time is eight oh eight. This is possibly a reference to eighty-eight miles per hour. Oh, definitely. Um, there's all kinds of little things. Um, a lot of the like because you know the, it's a play in time and it's all the same area. It's like um, in um, there's a horse dealership in eighteen eighty-five is owned by the Sattlers. And then, you know, in Back to the Future 1985, there's an ad on the radio for a Sattler Toyota. Like, you know, just all the family history kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, 
well, especially like the manure. It's like the same manure guy. Yeah, it's the same family. It's right. like uh, A Jones or J Jones. Yeah, I think it's probably like D Jones or something in another one too. But yeah, it's the same. Yeah. Then you know, like in uh, the second one, Mayor Goldie Wilson, and then there's like Mil- Mayor Goldie Wilson the third or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that stuff. It's fun though. It makes the movie fun. I think that's pretty much all the things that I saw of note. Um, uh, they did ask Clint Eastwood if they could use his name, and uh, he was honored to uh, <laughs> to to let them. <laughs> he said he was tickled by the homage. Dude, he's a Western icon, man. Huge. I mean, even I know back then, is. yeah. You know, one of the greatest Westerns of all time, in my opinion, is Good, the Bad, the Ugly. So, love that movie. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Super long, though, but it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> It is a good one. I like some of uh, the other ones, like uh, Pale Rider and uh, Outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's all I got, man. Do you have any, did you see any trivia or is there anything else you would like to comment about? No, dude, I I didn't look up any trivia. I'm sorry. I'm a slacker this time. I apologize. All right. Well, you know, uh, this this, uh, wraps up our... uh, summer uh movie uh retrospective uh hopefully everyone has watched these movies a million times but if you haven't you should start at least watch them while they're on netflix and uh just enjoy them because this is this is fun these are fun movies it's a it's a good time to raise your spirits with a fun comedic thought-provoking film or yeah films all three yeah, and time travel's tricky, and I, I think they did a pretty good job. You know, there's always things. There's always going to be questions and, um, you know, perhaps editing mistakes and things. But, man, I think they did a pretty good job with, with the overall. All right, Mike. So, a pretty good job overall equates to five out of five reels for you? <laughs> you know, Matt, I, I'm, I'm going to give this one five out of five. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, I like this one a lot. I am impressed, man. You've kicked my ass two out of the three times on this movie. We tied on the original, but I also like this one a lot. I have spoke about it a couple times in this already that uh, I think it is better than Back to the Future 2. I do not think it is quite as good as the original, but I like it because it's original and it's unique. The story's different. They expand on it. They add in a girlfriend for doc and they do some really fun inventive creative things in the old west instead of your standard stereotypical western ripoff so i give it four and a half out of five reels nice matt nice so mike you want to talk about uh what movie we're going to review next week because i know nothing about it other than uh it's a disney movie on disney plus <laughs> yes matt uh we are going to be reviewing a movie called Artemis Fowl. And this movie is a movie that was slated to come out into the theaters. But then this virus thing came along and really kind of threw a wrench in really all of the theaters running and everything around the world. So um, Disney decided to put this straight to uh, uh, Disney Plus, And it comes out on, uh, comes out on Friday. June 12th. 
yeah, June 12th, and uh, we're going to review that and let you know what we think, and then also, I'm sure, talk about movie theaters going straight to video on demand. Dude, that's a good idea to talk about that, because you and I have had several articles where we've sent them back and forth to each other throughout this pandemic on what the movie theaters are doing and what they're thinking, and are they going you know, tits up and are they going to come back or are we going to have to sit three people in a giant theater to, so we don't get, you know, social distancing and all that crap. That'll be a good discussion. That might be a long one. I'm going to have to look up some articles, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with, uh, I know some areas are starting to open up and some theaters are threatening, threatening to either close or open. Like some might not ever come back. It's, it's, uh, it's all over the place and you know, uh, literally the biggest movie chain on the face of this planet is threatening to shut down that they're gonna they can't survive this which i don't understand but well matt we we will talk about that next week um i have some ideas of what's going on with them but uh wow i'm looking forward to it mike i'm looking forward to it it'll be fun well not fun but it'll be interesting let's go with interesting yeah because the demise of an industry is not fun that's horrible i know i've been in one where where it died so but uh uh last little bit for me here is uh i was on the radio again today so i talked about back to the future 2 and back to the future 3 on the radio for about four and a half minutes so you will have my review from magic 99.1 with lisa live and local after the podcast so stick around if you want to hear that all right, man. Awesome. I know last week you said uh, you skipped it, so it wasn't on there. But Well, Lisa texted me early in the morning when she got in about four, so I was, of course, wide awake. Um, <laughs> she texted me, and I, when I got up to do the interview, I saw the text, and it said, hey, I don't think uh, you coming on and us having a good time and chatting and uh, joking around is uh, a smart idea right now because it was literally right after the protests really started kicking into high gear and so uh, i think it was more of a somber like let's kind of just play music and not have fun i don't even think she did trivia you know that was her call it's her show so but i'm back for now so until i upset her or those uh meteors hit the uh, planet and we all die like the dinosaurs ah exactly all right, Mike. Well, I, I'm good, man. I'm good. Go watch Back to the Future. Enjoy it. Love it. Uh, I'm sure they'll remake it but in our lifetimes. Hopefully not. But uh, see you all uh, next week. Mike, uh, take us out. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And, uh, you know, go out and watch as many movies as you can. Check us out on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, uh, whatever you know, maybe maybe we'll start getting Matt to do a Twitch stream or something. I don't know. He loves just spending time. Yeah, I'm gonna do a Twitch st- stream. I'll do a Twitch stream if you do Snapdick. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, never. There mind. you go. If I no, gotta that, do more that, social media, I'm gonna make you do at least <laughs> one. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, uh, goodbye, everybody, and uh, catch us next week for Artemis Foul. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. Good morning, Magic 99.1. Who's this?
You know who this is. Come on. Uh, You're harassing me on the radio already? <laughs> I was hoping I was going to get to talk to you this morning. It's Matt Hinshaw from the Real Film Nerds Podcast. How you doing, Matt? Living the dream. How are you doing, Lisa? Yeah, right right there with you. Living the dream. I have to tell you, I watched something really fun last night. What? You watched a movie? Live. Well, no, no. It was Celebrity Family Feud. Celebrity Family Feud. <laughs> I didn't know that was still on TV. Uh, I thought you'd be impressed with that one. What did you watch, Matt? Yeah. Tell me, tell me. Well, my co-host and I are finishing up our summer retrospective on Back to the Future. So last week I watched Back to the Future 2, and this week I watched Back to the Future 3. Wow. And was it as good as you remembered? Um... My opinion, though, the original that I reviewed, what, uh, three weeks ago now? Right. I, it's, still, it's still the champion of them. But uh, uh, I liked Back to the Future 2 a lot. Uh, it's one of the ones I grew up in saw in the theaters as I was a kid. I was really fascinated with the flying cars and the technology. And now, technically, Back to the Future takes place in the past because the future in Episode 2 or Part 2 is 2015. And that was five years ago. Yeah. And we still don't have our flying cars. No. So I'm a little upset. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know, Although they did predict the Cubs winning the World Series. And that did happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was pretty cool. Very nice. But uh, uh, I think uh, out of the two, I prefer Back to the Future 3 because I just like the story a little bit better. It doesn't rely so heavily on the original story and clips from the original it's just it's a completely different story it's unique it's fun it's a western with a delorean i mean come on you gotta love that (laughs) i definitely love it hey tell me did they end um back to the future three with a chance that there'll be a back to the future four no no they ended it with uh to be concluded and that's actually one of the things we discussed in last week's pod is um, you know, we're in the world of constant remakes right now, yes. and I was asking my co-host if Back to the Future is going to get remade, and he, I don't know if he knows for a fact, but he's pretty sure that it is not going to get remade until uh, Robert Zemeckis passes on, because I believe he owns the uh, intellectual property rights to it, and okay. so no one can remake it until he'll allow it, and he does not want it to be remade, and he does not want to do a sequel. Well, and, you know, some things don't need to be remade, don't you think? Oh, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. There's several films that have been remade that I do not agree they were remade because the remakes were just awful. Right, so, right. Like a nice piece of art. You're not going to go and repaint the same thing or photograph the same thing. Just leave it alone. Exactly. I agree with you. How many um, reels are you going to give Back to the Future 2 and Back to the Future 3? Back to the Future 2 is probably the least liked for me out of the three. Right. I give it four out of five. Four out of five. Okay. It's It's still fun and great movie. Right. And then Back to the Future 3, I give four and a half. Four and a half. I really liked it. And you gave Back to the Future 1 five reels. Five out of five. Yep. Yep. And I know you remember it because you were shocked. I was shocked. I've never (laughs) heard you say that before. Very nice. What are you going to review next week, Matt? Well, next week, I'll end it real quick. I know I got to go. We're going to review a film that was supposed to come out in the theaters. It's the first film direct uh, to streaming for Disney+. Plus. It's called Artemis Fowl. So that's next week. All right. We'll look forward to that next week. You guys catch Matt's podcast. It's called The Real Film Nerds. Maddie, thanks for calling in. Thanks, Lisa. You bet. Bye-bye.